Hey, it's good to see you guys today. Thank you so much for being back in the house of the Lord. I pray you've had a great week. Um, we've had snow and sleet and hail and hurricanes and volcanoes and uh, all that happened in one day's time, right? And so uh, you never know. But it's been a, it's a beautiful day out there today. The sun is shining uh, and the birds are singing Tiffany Doodah. And so we might as well go ahead and have church this morning. Amen. How many are you ready to have church today? Amen. Get on your feet. We're going to receive the offering this morning. We're going to pray. Welcome the Lord here this morning. Father, we love you and we're here about you. We ask you, Lord God, to come into this room this morning and have your way. God, be glorified and be praised. Uh, God, you're moving in might and power and authority. And we have such an anticipation this morning of, of what you're going to do in this time that we spend together. Lord, be, be honored through every song that's sung and through every word that's spoken. God, may it always point people toward you. We love you and we praise you. We ask it all in the anointed name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people agreed and said, amen. Let's worship the Lord. Ready to worship this morning? Well, I woke up this morning feeling fine. I woke up with heaven on my mind. I woke up with joy in my soul. For I knew my Lord had control. Knew I was walking in the light. Cause I'd been on my knees in the night. And I Pray till the Lord gave me a sign, and now I'm feeling mighty fine. You know I'm feeling mighty fine. I've got heaven on my mind. Don't you know I wanna go home where the milk and honey flow? There's a light that always shines. Jesus all the time We're walking and talking as we climb We're traveling a road through the sky Where I know I live when I die He's been telling me all about that land And he tells me that everything is grand And he says that a home will be mine Yeah. 
Jesus' holy name. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in this service this morning. Father, we open our hearts and our minds to be receptive of you, God. Stop our God. There's nothing that can 
of our souls, a refreshing of our spirits, God, of our minds, a refreshing, God, of our health, Father, a refreshing, Father, in our walk with you today, God. Father, you're a miracle worker in whatever aspect we need, God. Father, just move through your people this morning in your mighty way, God. Yes, God, we believe. Some may say it's hopeless They must have never met my God And some may say it's over But it was finished on the cross And some may say it's broken But the healer's in the room And some may say it's hopeless But I know God's about to move. God's about to move. And there's a miracle in the works. Yeah. I can feel it. 
there's revival in the church. I believe it. And some may see an ocean, but he's made a highway through. And some may see a mountain, but we've seen a mountain move. And some may see a graveyard, but we've seen his empty tomb. And some may see a battle, but I know there's a miracle in the works. Yeah. I can feel it. Church alive. 
and he is the supply he is the miracle that we need today can you just reach out see that's the that's the secret to receiving the miracle if you ignore the miracle as it passes by you're you're just going to do without friend but if you'll reach out and just grasp by the hem of the garment come on if you'll reach out today I believe the miracle that you cry out for is yours come on Let's believe the Lord. Father, we need miracles and signs and wonders. We need your hand in action, Lord. We need your love poured out amongst us. We need your healing virtue, Lord. Lord, we praise you. God, we glorify you. God, we we thank you, Lord, that the miracle is ours in Jesus' name. We claim that miracle power in Jesus' name. We we claim the, the healing over every body, every mind, every broken spirit, every broken heart, God. Every contrite spirit, every spirit of division is healed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you today that your word is yes. Your word is amen. Your promises are never failing, unending, unrelenting. Your truth, God, prevails. Hallelujah. You know, it occurs to me as we gather in this room this morning and we worship the Lord. Politics aside, the, the, the political realm removed completely out of it. There are people this morning who are hiding for their lives. There are peoples whose homes have been destroyed because of bombs and rockets and missiles being fired at them. What great God we serve today to allow us the freedom to allow us the liberty to to come into His house, to to gather in freedom and liberty to worship the Lord however we see fit. Man, that's something we should not ever take for granted, church. And we ought to take every opportunity that we have to to give Him our very best, to, to celebrate the Lord. Come on, let's do that today. Let's give Him our very best. Father, we love You. God, we bless You and we praise You. God, you're mighty and you're holy and you're righteous and you're you're worthy of all the glory and the honor and the exaltation. God, we thank you that we can gather in freedom and liberty and truth and worship you. God, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we pray a protective hedge over, over the people of Ukraine. God, we ask you right now to shelter them. Shelter them, Lord. And God, may you be the one who receives the glory for it. Jesus name hallelujah he's worthy of our praise today church come on and give him your best hand clap if you wouldn't mind today please amen turn and greet someone let them know you love them
My, isn't God good? My, it's good to see you guys today. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. We especially uh, welcome our, our guests, our visitors. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we are who we are. Uh, we don't try to put on any airs and pretend to be somebody that we're not. We're just, we're just a bunch of a radical believers in love with Jesus Christ uh, who are going to give their very all to worship Him in reckless abandonment. Uh, we, we get past ourselves. We're not concerned about what somebody thinks about us or would say about us. Uh, our main focus is on giving glory to Almighty God. That, that's what it's about, you guys. That's, that's why we came this morning, is to love and to celebrate the King of glory. And so we're glad that you're here. We welcome you. We greet you in the name of the Lord. Uh, we're, we're proud of our youth. I want to take just a moment to brag on them. Uh, they went and did a, a walkathon yesterday. And uh, the biggest part of them, I, I don't know that all of them, but the biggest part of them walked 10 miles and uh, they, they took up donations. Yeah! Yeah! They took up donations to uh, prepare for an upcoming missions trip in the summer. And uh, I'm sure they did quite well with that. And so we're proud of them. Uh, if, if you saw any of the pictures, we're, we're almost proud of Brother Chasen and his muddy Jeep. Um, he found a mud hole while the kids were walking and he went four-wheeling. And so uh, he had fun, I think, anyway. And so uh, Jill wasn't with him. She didn't get mud splashed. or uh, But she, I, I think, facial, you know, just took some of that mud and just... I love, I love our youth. I'm so thankful for all of you. I'm proud of you guys. Uh, I was told that even Lynn Hawkersmith walked a few miles yesterday. And so, man, Lynn, dude, I didn't know. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> love you, buddy. I want to get into the Word today. Y'all ready for the Word this morning? Yeah. Amen. We need the Word. Amen. Amen. We need the Word of God. Let's... Let's worship Him one more time as we go to Him today. Father, we bless Your name one more time. God, we exalt You this morning. We thank You, Lord, for the help, the strength, the hope we find in You. We thank You, Lord, that You're here to minister strength and, and anointing into this room today. Lord, let Your power be made known. Let Your name be made known, God. And may You be exalted through everything said and done. God, for Your praise, hallelujah and amen. Come on and give me one more hand clap if you wouldn't mind today, please. Thank the Lord. How many are thankful this morning for the truth of the Word of Almighty God? I believe it to be true today when the Word of the Lord tells us how much the Maker of heaven and earth loves us. How many believe that to be the truth this morning? How many would agree it's truth today from the Word of God that, that God's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance? How, how many would believe the Word of God to be true today when it says that He took stripes on His body so we could have healing in ours? How many would believe it to be the truth of the Word of God today when, when the Bible says that He's gone away to prepare a place for us that where He is, there we may be also? How many would believe it to be truth from the Word of God today that, that, that He's coming again soon and very soon? Jesus Christ is returning. See, I personally believe these things to be absolute, unchanging, unfailing, unrelenting truths that can develop in our hearts and our lives and, and bring change and transformation. We're changed by the truth of the Word of God. How many believe that this morning? In the world that we're living in today, the, the, the truth is, is a very cloudy thing. The, the truth is determined by who it is we're talking to in the world today. The, the truth can change upon circumstance or situation and, and what might be a truth for one person might not necessarily be truth for another person. 
The world teaches us that things like uh, the, the promises and truth are filled with a lot of, of gray areas. And what might be true for, for one person about homosexuality might not be true for another person about homosexuality. What might be true about abortion to one person might not be true about abortion to another person. Sex before marriage, sin, all of these things are relevant depending upon who you talk to. Can I tell you today on the unfailing, unchanging truth to the Word of God, if it's sin in the Bible, it's still sin in the world today. The truth doesn't change depending upon the color of your skin. The truth doesn't change depending upon your, your bank account. The truth doesn't change based upon the title before your name. The truth is just the truth is the truth is the truth. See, I believe today that truth has no agenda. See, a lie has an agenda. A, a, a lie has a motivation. A lie has a reason for being told. A lie will try to manipulate. A lie will try to twist. A lie will try to distort. But the truth is just the truth. It doesn't care who you are or what you're from or what your background is. The truth is just absolute. Uh, the, the truth doesn't change based upon the conversation or who it is that's talking. The truth is just the truth. The sad fact today that it may be hard to hear, but, but the world is so confused and so distorted and so mixed up on the idea of truth that when it comes to the truth about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there's even more mixed up confusion, distorted ideas about the truth about who Jesus Christ really is. Sadly, there are people who have this mistaken idea and half-truths about Jesus and they spend their entire lives in chains or empty religion or no relationship whatsoever. Listen, it's time to get past the lies and it's time to get a hold of the truth about Jesus. Some folks will tell you he was a good teacher and how many know he was a good teacher? Some folks will tell you that he was a prophet and how many know he was a prophet? There are some folks who call him a fraud and there are some folks who call him the Son of God. But whatever people may say and whatever people may think does not change the absolute truth of the Word of Almighty God. The truth is the truth is the truth. See, I love this Word today. I love the Bible. I love this love letter that God wrote from, from His hand to our heart to, so that you and I could come to the understanding of what the absolute truth is because here's the revelation you need to get a hold of you. It's not the truth of the world that'll set you free, but it's the truth of the Word of God that'll set you free. And today we focus from the Word of God on the absolute, undeniable, unchanging truth about Jesus. Find your Bibles if you would please. We're going to the book of Matthew chapter 16. I want to talk to you about the truth about King Jesus. The truth about King Jesus. If you take enough sinus medication, your mouth will become so dry. Glory. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13 through 19, the word of the Lord says this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they answered and said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And He said to them, But that's all great and fine and good, but, but who do you say I am? See, it's not about what somebody else says about Jesus. It's about what your heart says about Jesus. Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, 
You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound, and, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Father, thank you for your word today. God, I ask you right now for, for you to come into this room and, and Lord, let your spirit move. Let the preaching be made easy. Lord, I pray for our hearts and our minds to be receptive and open. And God, I pray that transformation take place because of the truth that's revealed in this room today. Save souls, God. Heal bodies, Lord. Fill the empty, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. But Lord, please leave nothing undone that you wish to do. It's always about you. I give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give the Lord another hand clap today, please? <laughs> Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32, that we can know the truth. And it'll be the truth that makes us free. I, I believe the greatest truth that a person can ever come to know is the absolute, undeniable, unchanging truth about Jesus Christ. See, the, the truth is there's a lot of mistaken ideas about our Lord and Savior. There's a, a lot of myths. There's a lot of uh, misconceptions. There's a lot of distortion. There's a, a lot of gray areas that people have, have came to in their own minds about Jesus Christ. Some folks would tell us that, that He's just this man in history. They don't not deny the fact that He lived. They don't deny the fact that He was. But, but He wasn't anything special. He's just any other man that was recorded in the history books. Some folks would tell us that, that, that he was this guy who came and established a bunch of all these religious rules and, and the only thing those religious rules are good for is to spoil our good time. Jesus is a, a party pooper. He, he's just a guy who came to, to cause our good time to be turned into a bad time with all the rules he wants us to keep. Some people would tell us that, that, that he's just this guy who pulled off the greatest hoax in all of history. Uh, we, everybody says that he was raised from the dead, but, but that's just not real. That's just not reality. Uh, there's no way that anybody could ever be raised from the dead. It must be a hoax. Some would tell us that he never even lived. There never really was a fellow by the name of Jesus. It's just all a bunch of made-up fairy tales. It's all just a bunch of stories. It's, it's all just a bunch of, uh, of misnomers and confusion and bad ideas. The, the fact is today, church family, that people claim uh, to, to know all the truth about who Jesus is and what Jesus was and the things that Jesus accomplished, but they're mixed up, confused, irrational ideas about Jesus Christ. Don't change the facts about who He really is. The truth is that what people think and their perception of Jesus Christ changes from person to person and from place to place. There's the Hollywood version of Jesus. How many have ever seen the Hollywood version of Jesus? That long, flowing, blonde Fabio hair with a lamb thrown around his shoulders and standing at the door knocking. That's the Hollywood version of Jesus. Listen, for those who don't understand today, Jesus was a Jewish boy. Jesus was of Jewish lineage. Jesus was of Jewish descent. That means he would have had dark olive colored skin. That means he would have had dark uh, complexion and dark hair to go along with it. There was no blonde flowing Fabio about Jesus. Thank you all for helping me today. We have the Hollywood version of Jesus. We've got the popular media version of Jesus. We've got the 
politics version of Jesus, and then we've got what the real Word of God has to say about Jesus Christ. Listen, I don't want the Hollywood version of Jesus. I don't want the media version of Jesus. I don't want the political version of Jesus. I want the Bible version of Jesus. The thing I find about myths and half-truths and distorted, clouded gray areas is that the further they get away from the source of truth, the more mixed up and distorted they actually become. It's that, it's that phone line game, right, that, that we played when we were kids in school where, where you whisper a secret to your friend and by the time it goes around the room it's changed four or five times and, and it's a completely different story than what it started out with. It's like saying, well, I caught this big old catfish that weighed 50 pounds and, and by the time that story gets told five or six times, you went fishing and you saw a bobcat that weighed 250 pounds. Stories change and stories twist and stories distort the further you get away from the true source of the information. See, what I find is it's the very same thing when it comes to the truth about Jesus. People have gotten so far away from the source that the story about Jesus is mixed up and confused and distorted. The further people move away from the truth of the Word of God, the more distorted and mixed up and wrong they become. Here in the Word of God today, we see Peter come to know the truth from the very source himself. It was from Jesus Christ. It wasn't second or third hand information. He got it straight from Jesus' mouth. Who he was, what he was, what he came to do. Listen, we need it straight from the source today. The source we have is the Word of God. But thank God John chapter 1 verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Listen, Jesus Christ was the Word. Jesus Christ is the Word. Jesus Christ's Word is flowing. When we pick up and handle this Word today, we're actually handling Jesus Christ. When we speak these written words, we're actually speaking the words of Jesus Christ. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so when we get this truth today about Jesus Christ, what we're actually getting is straight directly from Jesus' mouth Himself. Jesus speaks to you and I today uh, to break past the traditions of man, to break past secondhand information, to break past what man would say or think, and we get straight to the heart of the matter and we discover the truth about who Jesus Christ really is. So, what is this truth about Jesus today? Well, number one, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. Look at verses 15 through 17. Verse 15, the word of the Lord said, But he said to them, Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. The answer about who Jesus is came from heaven. Hallelujah. There's no doubt, there's no question in my mind, there's no room for debate, friend, today about Him being the Son of God. Jesus begins to question His disciples about who do men say that I am? What's the the popular opinion? What's the latest polling numbers on on who people say I am? I mean, there's a lot of polls going on in our world today. Who do men say that I am? They began to respond by saying, well, some folks think you're John the Baptist. 
Some folks think you're Elijah. There's others that think that you're even one of the prophets reincarnated. You died, you, but you came back again. John the Baptist at this particular point was dead. He had been beheaded at that point in time. So Jesus would have had to be the reincarnation of John. He'd have had to be the reincarnation of one of the prophets. They went to secular terminology to describe who Jesus was. They got the Hollywood version of Jesus. They got the social media version of Jesus. They got the politically right version of Jesus Christ. Instead of getting to the heart of the matter, Jesus said, listen, that's great what they think, but what do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Simon, oh, impetuous Peter, open your mouth before you think, Peter. Uh Oh, Peter, uh, leap before you look, Peter. He opened his mouth and said, for I know who you are. You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. You know what really stands out in that story? Jesus never had any issues or never had any problems with calling Peter down. He never had any problems. He never had any issues with saying, shut your mouth, boy. He never had any issues. He never had any problem with calling him down and saying, "Uh, listen, Satan is looking to sift you. This is the work of the enemy. The enemy's trying to work through you. When Peter stepped up and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus did not say, shut your mouth, boy. In fact, Jesus said, that's the absolute truth, and the only way you would have known about it is if it was revealed by my Father. Jesus Christ confirmed that He was the Son of God. So the question is still being asked yet today. Who do men say that Jesus is? Well, we come back to what we talked about earlier. There's a lot of folks that say He's a a good man or a good teacher. There's a lot of people in the world today that will say He's just this historical uh, character that, that lived a long time ago, but He really didn't have an impact. He really didn't make any difference. He was a good man. He was a good teacher. He was a, a historical character, but He was not the Son of God. Can I tell you today, church family, that their denial, their mixed up, confused, distorted ideas does not change the absolute truth of the Word of Almighty God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus being the Son of God, His deity as God was revealed in His virgin birth. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, the word of the Lord says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. How many of you understand that Jesus Christ was Emmanuel? He is Emmanuel. He still is God with us today. His deity was seen in His virgin birth, and His deity was seen in His sinless life. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus Christ was the perfect sacrifice for Calvary's cross because He was without spot, He was without blemish, He was without sin. He was tempted in all points. He had the opportunity to sin, but He rejected it. Jesus' deity was seen in His virgin birth. His deity was seen in His sinless life. And His deity was seen in the words of the Father at His baptism. Mark chapter 1 verse 11 says, Then a voice came from heaven saying, You're my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. 
Come on, can you imagine in the process of John baptizing Jesus in that river Jordan that a thunderous voice came from heaven to acknowledge, to verify, that's my son in who I'm well pleased. One translation said, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Man, if he's the son of God, how many think we might ought to listen to him today? Jesus is the Son of God and His deity was seen in His virgin birth. His deity was seen in His sinless life. His deity was seen in the words of the Father. His deity was seen in miracle and sign and wonder. His deity was seen when He walked here on the earth and opened blinded eyes and the lame walked again and He walked on top of the water and He spoke to the storm and it was calmed. His deity was seen in His life and His death and His resurrection. Jesus is the Son of God. But the question we got to ask today is this. What difference does it make? I mean, really, isn't that where the rubber hits the road? Uh, Any preacher can, can whoop you up into a frenzy. Jesus is the Son of God. Come on, get on board. Let's shout. And people will jump right in the middle of that and say, Hallelujah, glory, amen, let me wave my hanky. And if you got a hanky, please start waving it now. But what difference does it make if he's the son of God or not? I mean, what does this truth really change about me? Well, here's what I think today. If he really is the son of God, then that makes him the only source of salvation for the world today. For in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, the Lord said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He's only got one son that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Can I tell you, a good man can't save your soul. A prophet cannot save your soul. A good teacher, a historical character cannot save your soul. But the Son of God can save your soul. Why do we need to know this truth today? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only source of salvation. Book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, There's no other name given by which men must be saved. Only the name of Jesus can save you. Why? Because Jesus is the Son of God. What's the truth about Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God. What's another truth about Jesus? Well, Jesus built the church. Poke your neighbor and tell him you didn't do it. Verse 18, and the word of the Lord says this, And I'll say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock, come on, he didn't build his church on sand. He didn't build his church on uh, something that's moving. He built his church on a rock. And he said the gates of Hades or the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Bless God. How many know if Jesus builds something, it's going to hang around a while? If Jesus builds it, it's going to last, friend. Jesus responds to Peter saying that that he's the son of the living God by, by telling Peter, listen, I'm changing your name to Peter, which means rock. And on that rock, I'm going to build my church. On that truth, on that foundation, I'm going to, I am going to build my church. Man, if the church could ever get a hold of the idea, the concept, or the reality, it ain't your church, and it ain't my church, it's His church. 
I didn't build it, you didn't build it, well, I pay my tithes. Bless God. How many know God can supply our needs according to His riches and glory? You want to withhold your tithes? You just go ahead and do that, friend. But watch how quickly you withhold the blessings of Almighty God as well. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. The, the truth today, church family, is this. There's a lot of ideas floating around about a church. Uh, the Lord forbid uh, that, that we should ever see a storm come and blow this building away. But I submit to you this morning as your pastor, we'd still be a church even if we didn't have a building to be in. For a lot of people, the, the church is about a building. It's about the preacher. It's about the music. It's about who's in charge, who's in control. It's not about a relationship. Listen, Jesus Christ built His church off a of personal relationship. If you're coming to this church because of music or you're coming to this church because of a staff member or the pastor, friends, you're here for the wrong reason. If you go to God's house because of the beautiful building or the light show or the, the, the sound equipment, friend, you're going to church for the wrong reason. You don't come to God's house for, for people. You don't come to God's house for programs. We don't come to God's house for equipment. We come to God's house for the Son of God to come alive in our lives. Jesus built His church from relationships. And every time a person's born again, they enter into a personal relationship. And the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 that it's at that point that we become building blocks in this thing called the church. You're a blockhead, and you're a blockhead, and I'm a blockhead. We're building blocks in the church, knitted together, joined together to form the, the church. The church is so much more than just the people sitting around us today. The church is universal, friend. The church is happening in Ukraine even as they're being bombed. <laughs> the world would tell us today that the church is built on the traditions of man. Well, we've always done it that way. The last words of a dying church. We've always done it that way. The world would tell us that the world is built upon... Uh, what somebody thinks, who's in charge, or the, the greatest, latest technology, or, or, or the, the things that are attractive. Oh, if we could just make our church seeker-friendly, then, then we'd fill up every pew and every service. Listen, if we'll get out of the way and let the Holy Ghost move, we'll fill up every pew and every service. <laughs> Some would tell us that the church is built by people, run by people, ruled by people. And in doing so, they deny that Jesus is the builder of the church. Listen, anything with two heads is a freak. And either Jesus is the head of the church or you're the head of the church. And i got to tell you, if you're the head of the church, I don't want to have nothing to do with it today. Some might say the church is built on traditions and try to deny that Jesus is the builder. Well, this is what our... Our founding fathers said church ought to be. This is the way it's always been. This is, this is what it says we're supposed to do. Listen, if Jesus isn't in it, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Can I tell you today that denial, mixed up, confused, distorted ideas does not change the absolute truth of the Word of God. And Jesus said He's the builder of the church, not you and not me. Amen. So the question we've got to ask ourselves again is this. What difference does that make? What difference does it make that Jesus built a church? 
What difference does it make that Jesus is the Son of God? What difference does it make that it's His church and not our church? Well, friends, I believe this. As I opened this point, I told you anything that Jesus makes will last, but anything made by the hands of man will fail and it will falter. The Bible says very clearly, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The church is more than brick and mortar. The church is more than, than carpet and pews. The, the church is more than sound and preaching. The church has got to be something that's alive in our hearts. Jesus established that building block stone in our lives when he, we accepted Him as Savior through relationship. And that's the lasting part. I've seen a lot of people. Oh, Father God. Hi, y'all. I've seen a lot of people who are a whole lot more, ta- more attached to a person than they were to God. I've seen a lot of people who as long as they had the final say, as long as they got their way about doing stuff, then, then they were attached to a church. But when we allow Jesus to be the head of the church, when we allow Jesus to lead the church, then people get upset, they get offended, and they take their little dollies, and I'm going home. I'm taking, I'm taking my football and I'm going home. Did you ever have that one guy? Come on, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. When I was a little kid growing up, we had this, this one little boy in our neighborhood. You didn't dare tackle him too hard. He, he brought his football to the game. If we were going to play... You had to be very cautious. You had to be very careful with Brian. You didn't want to hurt him because if you tackled him too hard, he was going to cry to start with. And then after he got done crying and you'd hurt him, you'd hurt his feelings because you tackled him, I'm taking my football, I'm going home. You know, it's pretty funny to laugh at old Brian. But the truth is, Brian grew up and started going to church someplace. As long as I don't get tackled too hard, As long as I don't get my toes stepped on too hard. As long as I get to do what I want to do the way I want to do it, then then everything's going to float along just fine. But but if something goes astray, if something's wrong, then I'm going to take my dollies and I'm going to the house. You know what we'd do when Brian would take his dollies and go to the house? We'd take somebody's jacket and we'd fold it up and make a football out of that. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Just ask a cat. The Bible says that Jesus loves His church. He loves His church. I often use this scripture during wedding ceremonies, but it's so critical for the church to understand. In Ephesians 5 and 25, it says, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. I don't know of anybody who gave themselves for the church. Oh, I I put my money in the offering plate. I I worked. I, I, I did this. I did that. And... Oh, I've been going to that church my entire life. And Jesus Christ hung on a cross. He took stripes on His body. He bled and He died and He got up on the third day. When you accomplish that, then you tell me it's your church. But until that point in time... So what difference does it make if if Jesus built a church or if some man built a church? Because if we go off a man-made foundation for a church, it will fail and it will falter and it won't last. A flash in the pan, here today and gone tomorrow. 
What's the truth about Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus built the church? Jesus gives authority. Look with me at verse 19. Verse 19 in the Word of the Lord says this, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is the authority giver. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. If all authority has been given to Him in heaven and on earth, how many understand it's His authority to give away? The absolute truth of the Word of God today is that He's the Son of God. And the absolute truth of the Word of God today is He's the builder of the church. And the absolute truth of the Word of God today is He's the one with all the authority. Here in this word today, the keys represent the delegated authority that was given to Peter in that early days church. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And with these keys you can bind on earth and what's bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And with these keys you can loose on earth and what's loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus delegated authority to Peter and the early days church. Can I tell you this morning as your pastor that if it was delegated authority then, it's still delegated authority today. We still have the power to bind and to lose by the authority of Jesus Christ. Understand, there's a lot of people in this old world who would deny His power. They deny His authority. Well, He was this good man that lived a long time ago. He was a good prophet. He was a good teacher. He was a historical character. But He was not the Son of God and He did not build the church. So how could He possibly have any power to help me in my everyday walk today? He's got no power. He's got no power over Satan. He's dead. He's got no power. When I pray, my my prayers don't make any difference because who am I praying to? Some imaginary character? Why would I even waste my time in prayer? And in their mixed up, confused ideas, they think they're self-made and self-dependent and self-empowered. Jesus doesn't have any power. The power must rest on mankind. I want you to hear me one more time today. Their mixed up, confused, distorted ideas about who Jesus Christ is does not change the absolute truth of the Word of Almighty God. Jesus Christ is still the giver of authority because He still holds the authority today. So one more time, i got to ask that question. What difference does it make? I guess that could have been the title for the sermon today. What difference does it make? What difference does it make that He was the Son of God? What difference does it make that that He's the one who built the church? What difference does it make that that He's the one who gives authority? Why should it matter to me in the year uh, 2022? What difference should it make to me in my life today that He's the one who gives power? Well, I've got a good answer for you today, I believe. I believe we need to understand He's the one that gives power because Jesus has the power to back up the power that He gives away. 
If he's the one with all the power and he's the one doing the delegating, then whenever I do pray, whenever I do approach the kingdom of heaven, when I do go before the throne room of grace with boldness, I can understand he's got the unction and the power and the authority to back up whatever I go to him about. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name. Notice Jesus didn't say, whatever you ask the Father in the name of the assemblies of God. Notice he didn't say, whatever you ask the Father in the name of the preacher. Notice he didn't say, whatever you ask the Father in the name of, uh, of some denomination or, or some people or some, some something. Uh, he just said, you ask the Father in my name because he's got the power and the authority. It's delegated authority. What a great example we have in police officers. I'm so thankful for our police officers. The world would try to diminish a police officer today. Thank God for police officers. They've got one of the hardest jobs on planet earth. They deal with people at the, uh, many times on the worst day of their lives. And people want to be critical about our police officers. Thank God for our police officers. Do you know that the police officer works under a delegated authority? He's not there to arrest you in his own power. He's not there to put handcuffs on you in his own name. He says, in the name of the law. And he gets his one bullet out. In the name of the law. And he has the authority because of the law of the land that backs him up. To bind. To bind or to loose. Why is it important that Jesus is the giver of authority? Because through Jesus Christ and nobody else, we have delegated authority to bind and to loose. We can bind Satan away from every home, every family, every ministry. We bind Satan away from our children. We bind Satan away from our nation. We bind Satan away from every life, every ministry. We bind Satan away from our teenagers and our youth. We bind Satan away from our young adults. We bind Satan away from from every life that's represented in this room today. And we lose. We lose the blessing. We lose the provision. We lose the anointing. We lose the power and the authority that's only found in the name of Jesus Christ over our nation. God, I lose the blessings of, of Almighty God over the United States of America. May we hear your cry, turn from our wicked ways, and turn back to you, Lord. Huh. Why is it important? <laughs> because authority over the enemy has been given in our lives. We can either go through our lives struggling and limping, allowing the enemy to get victory after victory, or we can rise up in the mighty name of Jesus and understand He is the Son of God, He is the builder of the church, and He's the one who has the authority to back up my, my prayer life. The truth I believe today is that there's a lot of mixed up mistaken ideas and half-truths about Jesus. Many people today have who have these mistaken ideas, spend their entire life in chains. Chains of religion. Listen, Jesus Christ did not come to establish a religion. Jesus Christ came to establish a relationship. 
If you've been struggling through empty religion, friend, it's time to come to know Him as a personal Lord, a personal Savior, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. People who have these mixed up ideas about Jesus go through their life in an empty religion or no relationship at all. (laughs) What they need today is the truth. They need the truth that sets them free. And this truth matters. This truth makes a difference. We, We need to hear and know and glean to this truth today. Hold strong to this truth today. And that truth is He is the Son of God. And because He is the Son of God, it doesn't matter how far away from Him you may be. It doesn't matter how many bad things you may have done, how many bad words you may have spoken, uh, whatever has happened in your past, it doesn't matter. He said He stands with open arms, and if you're heavy laden and you're weary, you can come to Him and He'll give you rest. He's the Savior. Because He is the Son of God, He can save any soul. He's the builder of the church. Listen, if the church was left up to mankind, if the church had been left up to people, if the church had been left up to the early days church and those knuckleheads, or if the church had been left up to this latter day church and us knuckleheads, the fact of the matter is the church would fall flat on its face, wither up and die. But he said he built his church on a rock and the gates of hell couldn't prevail against it. It matters. Why does it matter? That He's the one who gives authority because when I pray, I'm not praying some empty, dead, vain repetition. I'm not praying to the assemblies of God. I'm not praying to a preacher. I'm not praying to a Sunday school teacher. I'm praying in the name of Jesus Christ and I'm going to watch mountains get out of my way because He's the authority giver and has the authority to back it up. What's the truth about Jesus? Sister Julie, would you come today, please? I want to go back and read one more scripture. Matthew 16, 13. Just one more time. It says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they answered and said, Well, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Verse 15, it boils it all down. It brings it to where we're at right this moment. Jesus said to them, "But, But who do you say I am? Really, isn't that what it all comes down to? On an individual basis? A Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Monday morning at work, a Tuesday afternoon at break on the job site. In the teacher's lounge, do they still have those? No, kind of. In the lunchroom, when you're sitting with your other friends. When you're at the grocery store. When you're with your friends and your family members. In that moment, at that time, in that hour, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about Jesus. 
in that moment, in that time, in that hour, it only matters what you say. Do I know the truth? Do I know that He is the Son of God? Because it matters. Do I know He built the church? Because it matters. You know, when you're inviting folks to go to church, and they say, oh, ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites down there, or I went to that church a long time ago, and it was family-owned and operated. You can say, listen, it may have been at one time, but Jesus is the head of that church. And it doesn't matter if there's hypocrites down there or not. You can either go to hell with the hypocrites or you can go to church with the hypocrites. It matters. It matters who you say He is. It matters who you say He is. You bow your heads with me. Father, I love you. So thankful today, God for the calling, for the anointing, for the equipping of Your Holy Spirit. God, I'm so grateful for the truth of Your Word. Thank You that You sent Your Son to become flesh and dwell among us. Thank You that the Word was made alive to us through Jesus. Lord, I pray today, revelation knowledge, God, a greater depth and a greater understanding of truth. Truth about Your only begotten Son. Lord, it's only through Him we find salvation. He is the builder of the church, not any man, not any denomination. Lord, let people turn their eyes to Jesus. Lord, please let us understand the authority that's there through Jesus. God, that we might rise up in these last days and begin to move and function in that. So many in need around us But if we don't know the truth about where the authority comes from to deal with those problems, God, they're just going to keep going. Help us today, Lord. Know the truth. And let that truth of your word set us free. I ask it in the strong, amazing, anointed name. Jesus, I pray. Please, with heads bowed, please, with eyes closed. Who do you say he is? Some call him fraud, some call him God. Some refer to him as Savior. Some refer to him as a good teacher, a prophet, a historical character. Friend, he's so much more. He's so much more. In your lowest moments of darkest hours when you feel the most alone and and nobody in the world's around, the Bible's promise about Him is that He's a friend who'll be closer than a brother. He'll be there for you. The promise of the Word of the Lord is, is that He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's unfailing and He's unchanging. The promise of the Word of God is... He's a friend of sinners. If you're in this room today and you don't know Him as the Savior of your soul, you don't know Him as the Lord of your life, if you've never entered into that personal relationship with Him, if you've never became a building block in the church, then friend, this is your moment in the service today. 
If you need Jesus Christ to save your soul, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're lost and undone and you need Christ to become your Savior, your Redeemer, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. Anywhere in this room, I want to pray with you personally. Pastor, that's me. Come on, right now is that time. Anyone at all. From the front to the back. From the right to the left. Congregation, would you stand with me today, please? Family, I love you. I thank God for you. It's the truth that sets us free. What makes it true, Pastor? Because you said it? No. It's not because I said it. It's because the Bible said it. That truth can make a difference in our lives, and that truth can make a difference in this church. Been a lot of conversation with friends and a lot of conversation with brothers in Christ and church family but how to grow this church how are we going to grow this church how are we going how are we going to fill it up pastor how are we going to grow it on a Sunday morning how are we going to fill it up on a Sunday night how are we going to fill it up on a Wednesday night well I've got this cookie cutter program that if we'll do step A B C and D there ain't no such thing. Do you know how we build a church and how we grow a church? We see a church grow and we see the church built through souls being saved. We, we see the, the, the church grow because we're not building this church, we're building the kingdom church. That's the truth that will build the church. The truth about who Jesus is. ask you to spend the, the prayer time this morning. Asking the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to put someone in your heart to share this truth with. Because truth is what sets people really genuinely free. Use the authority that you have in Jesus' name and watch the church grow. God bless you as you pray. You are my light and salvation Who shall You are the strength of all my days. Of whom shall I be afraid?
at your truth, Lord, who sets people free. God, I pray that we may be carriers of your truth. God, walk with us this day. Bring us back tonight. Lord, that we might glean through your word and from your word one more time that the kingdom of heaven may grow. Lord, may you receive the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, guys.